Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. church on time we're gonna make it to the church on time put on your sunday best i'll put on mine gonna make it to the church on time we're gonna make it to the church on time we're gonna make it to the church on time need to hear the preacher give me a sign Gonna make it to the church on time. We're gonna make it to the church on time. We're gonna make it to the church on time. I'm gonna get my soul in line. I'm gonna make it to the church on time. Gonna make it to the church on time. We're gonna make it. To the church on time You may be rich May not have a dime Gonna make it To the church on time yeah. of Psalm 147. The Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, which means the Lord heals us and binds up our wounds. Let us pray. God, you are in this place. And so we come looking for you, listening for your word in our lives, guiding our steps, Hear us now as we praise you. Amen. Our scripture reading comes from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Listen now for God's word. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, 
which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. I'm going to change the sermon title, uh, which doesn't affect many of you because it's just from the first service, but the sermon title is Heal. Heal. We are in a sermon series on belonging. We're in our fifth out of six weeks studying the Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians. And each week we are stepping through the movements of the porcupines in German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer's Porcupine Dilemma. You can see it laid out on the back of your program or on our blog. Schopenhauer, he observed porcupines in the cold weather cannot survive in isolation. So they have to move toward one another, but they're covered in quills. So the moment they get close to another, they prick and prod and they draw blood. So they have to decide how long are we gonna stay close to each other for warmth and when are we gonna pull away, retreat away from each other to heal? Schopenhauer remarked that the porcupine's dilemma is the human dilemma. You and I, we need to be close to one another for warmth. But our quills are our human sin, our propensity to prick one another. Y'all have heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. So we find ourselves in this dilemma because we have been pricked, we have pricked others, and we need healing. We need God's healing. I want you to think of a time when you were anxious. Maybe I'm making you anxious right now, just recalling that event. I want you to think of a time you've been anxious. And I wonder about that anxiety. Did it roll around in you so much that it kept you from sleeping at night? Did that anxiety paralyze you from making a decision? Did that anxiety keep you from being able to enjoy this moment because you are so focused on what might be in the future. Y'all know I know those questions because I feel them too. And so does a college student that I sat with recently. We met up for coffee and he named the layers of anxiety he feels as a college student. He said, Don, don't get me wrong, there's a lot I like about being in college. I like the independence. I like living at school with all of my friends. I like having control over my schedule. I like not having to report to my parents where I am all the time. I like not having to uh, share the bathroom in the morning with my younger siblings. There's a lot to like, he said. But he said, I'm anxious being away from my family. He misses them. He misses their presence. He said, you know, with my family, I always had guidance, clear expectations and boundaries. And sure, it's annoying to have their opinions weighing in on my life all the time, but at least I wasn't alone in making decisions. Choosing a college major, for example, that's a huge source of anxiety for him. He looked at me and he said, Dawn, how am I, as a 19-year-old, supposed to decide what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It's so funny. He was like, Don, just think about it. Work is like eight to 10 hours of every day. Apart from sleep, like that's where you spend most of your time. What if I make the wrong decision? What if I'm miserable? 
Side note, I uh, had the same question when I was in college and I remember calling my dad. My dad's a college professor and whenever he thought we were skipping class, he would call us on the phone and calculate exactly how much he was paying per class and tell us we owed him that amount if we weren't showing up in class. So he takes it seriously. I remember when I was really freaking out about what to do with my life, I called my dad and he said, well, you know, Dawn, you're probably gonna live a long time. So if you don't like what you choose, you can always choose something different. Gave me a lot of peace and comfort. When I sat with this college student at Drip Coffee, just a few miles from here, I heard the verses, these verses of Philippians. Do not be anxious for anything. Do not be anxious for anything, but in all things by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your mind and your heart in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. These verses, they came to mind because they became my mantra when I was in college discerning what to do next. I memorized these verses and I would repeat them in my head like the night before a big test. And I would recite them in my prayers when I was trying to figure out whether or not to stay in a romantic relationship that just, you know, wasn't quite the best I would recite it any time any part of my life felt overwhelming. And you know what? It helped. Now, generally, I have to be honest, I don't find it that helpful when people are like, don't be blank. Has that ever happened to y'all before? Don't be angry. Don't be worried. Don't be afraid. But here, I don't experience Paul's words that way. I experience his words more like an invitation, permission to name how you feel and then move past it. And the apostle Paul, he's no dummy. He doesn't just say, don't feel anxious. He gives you practical advice for how to process your anxiety. Pray. He says, make your requests known to God. Speak to God. Tell what God what's going on. Go ahead and name that anxiety. And then watch this. God will heal you. It's pretty cool, actually. And the healing, it takes shape in this way. The peace of God, which surpasses our understanding, it will guard your mind and your heart in Christ Jesus. Healing, this kind of healing, is when our anxiety, or any wound, really, is replaced with the peace of God guarding our minds and our hearts in Christ Jesus. I really like that we don't have to understand how the healing happens. In fact, if you ask anyone who has felt this kind of peace in a moment of intense stress, they can't describe it to you and they don't even really care to describe it. They're just grateful that it happened. Paul says God's peace, it surpasses our understanding. It doesn't have to make sense to us for it to happen. We can trust that Jesus intervenes and heals because he has because he does, because he will. Healing looks like the peace of God guarding our minds and our hearts in Christ Jesus. And isn't that what all of us want? We want someone or something to guard our peace, our minds and our hearts. We want someone or something to guard us from evil in this world and suffering and pain and violence and loneliness and death. 
And we will not find that kind of spiritual protection anywhere in the physical world apart from God. Paul points us to God for that kind of healing. Paul tells us in prayer, go on and name your anxiety. Call it out. Get particular. God, I don't want to feel anxious about this. And then open yourself to the healing that comes through the peace of being guarded by Christ. Do you guys remember in this uh, belonging series when we talked about moving closer to one another? Just a few sermons back, we talked about moving close to one another and a lot of us don't like to do that because we're afraid. And our fear is founded. We know those quills are gonna poke and they're gonna hurt and so we're scared to move closer to each other but we move closer because God moved close to us. God modeled it in the form of Jesus. And we pricked Jesus, y'all. We really did a number on Jesus, but he chose to come close to us anyway. He chose to stay close to us anyway, and he took some breaks. Jesus retreated away to heal. You may recall in the Gospel of Matthew, after the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus was strategic. He sent his 12 buddies in the boat away. He said, go on in the boat. These people are never gonna leave. People are always gonna have needs. He says, y'all get on the boat and go your way. But Jesus doesn't retreat to escape with them. He stays and he dismisses the crowd. And then Jesus goes alone up on the mountain to pray. And it's not the only time Jesus does this. He does it often in his ministry. He retreats away from the people to pray. He does this uh, right after he was baptized. He goes into the wilderness to pray. He retreats again when he learns that his cousin, John the Baptist, has been killed. He retreats alone to pray and to grieve. And then just hours before his arrest, he retreats away to pray in the Mount of Olives. And we know that he was anxious then because he tells us in his prayer He asks God to remove this cup, which means remove the events of death and resurrection from me. Jesus feels the quills, y'all, the same quills each of us feels, the grief and the exhaustion and the evil in this world. And he retreats away not to escape, but to heal and to get ready for what's about to come. There are gonna be times in your life, maybe you're in one right now, when you need space to heal. When you need a boundary from someone who is harming you. Or when you need a safe place to ask questions about your faith that you've never been able to ask before. I want you to know that even when you retreat away to heal, You are not alone. You're not alone. Because Jesus is already there. I want you to know that if you're struggling with wounds like anxiety or depression or a sickness or crippling fear, you are not alone. Even when it feels that way, you are not alone. Jesus is there with you. 
What the Apostle Paul is up to today is giving us permission to name the anxiety and to let it go, to open ourselves for healing, for the peace to take its place. My hope for you and for me is that we don't let our wounds define us. We let the healing define us. As we think about healing, I've got to let you know that I've been hearing this theme of healing a lot. In fact, when I sat down with this letter to the Philippians in the spring, I was asking these kinds of questions. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want downtown church to do in this city of Columbia, in our state, in this world? And then I left my office up there after sitting in scripture and I began to walk around on this land that we're on, this ground that used to be the state's mental health hospital. And I was walking around and I kept hearing that Jesus wants us to be healed. And he wants us to create and nurture a space for others to heal. I was looking at my calendar, at, at all of the people that I'd been spending time with and this current theme of the woundedness, the brokenness in our souls. And it might look like we have it all together. You look around this room, it looks like most of us have it together, but you don't have to spend long at a coffee shop with someone to realize, ain't nobody got every piece of the pie. All of us are healing from something. So I kept hearing God say, this worship, this downtown church needs to be a space that can heal, that can speak to the brokenness, that can point people beyond ourselves to hope. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have all the details of this vision yet. This is like a, um, a teaser, okay? So don't be asking me all sorts of questions about it yet. I don't know. Not yet. I think this is a season when we are invited to do what Jesus is doing, to take time away one-on-one, -on -one, to be alone and pray to God, both for our own healing and also to see how we can be a part of healing the city, of healing the nation, of healing the world. Jesus does that healing, but we get to be a part. There'll be a time for us in the new year where we can come together and we can start sharing with one another what we've been hearing I know this vision of healing, it's new to many of you, but I want you to know that I've been seeing some signs. Like when I look out, when the word of God is being proclaimed and I see that God, the great physician, is speaking directly to you, directly to your specific need. And I've seen it when there's a song or a prayer that moves your war-torn heart to hope. And I've seen it when we've had a baptism a joyful, humorous baptism, or breaking of the bread, when we get to hear it again, God's promise to be with us. Jesus is already here with us. Whatever wound, God is healing us. So my plea, don't let your wound define you. Don't let your wound define you. Name it to God. And let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your mind and your heart. In Christ Jesus, I pray. Amen.
Don't let your wound define you. Don't let it define us. Name it to God and let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, let it guard your mind and your heart in Christ Jesus until he comes again. Amen. Go in peace. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.